It's the other side of midnight with Frank Morano. This is the AC Report. one of the most interesting communities in all the world and the man that will be our radio Sherpa on that journey is a terrific radio talk show host. He's with uh, WPG in Atlantic City, also happens to be a former Trump casino executive, one of the most influential media personalities in all of South Jersey, a very knowledgeable guy who you can hear regularly as a substitute for Brian Kilmeade on WABC and uh, on uh, Fox News Radio in general. It gives me a great deal of pleasure to welcome back Harry Hurley. Harry, it has been too long. It's great to talk to you. Frank, great to be on the other side of midnight. Um, So I was just in Atlantic City last weekend and it was packed. So now that Labor Day has come and gone, uh, we can do sort of a a post-mortem in terms of how Atlantic City fared for the summer. Now, even Atlantic City at its nadir always did really well during the summer. Uh, what What's your impression of how Atlantic City did this past summer as compared to previous years? Well, it was a spectacular summer, record-setting summer, average rack room rate uh, higher than it's ever been. You see the crowds. Uh, the crowds were there. The challenge is going to be how do we do during the shoulder and the off-season months? Now, Atlantic City isn't like it used to be uh, long ago. After Labor Day, that's why they started the Miss America pageant, to stretch the summer another Mm -hmm. week. Uh, It's much different than that. It's a 12-month town. Uh, It's a serious destination resort, and we'll be fine. But obviously, uh, summertime, the beach, the boardwalk, the Atlantic Ocean, you just can't beat the backdrop. No, that is uh, that is for sure. I'll tell you one thing that I, I noticed that was much more prevalent than the last time that I had visited, and I wasn't crazy about it, to be honest, was on Sunday when I was walking on the boardwalk when it was super crowded, the smell of marijuana was pretty overpowering. It Now that New Jersey has moved towards legalization of recreational marijuana, is that the norm or is that maybe because it was a holiday weekend? No, it's uh, unfortunately the norm. It's terrible. Never should have happened. It never delivers the revenue that it's promised. It creates all kinds of problems in terms of lost productivity. I mean, oh, you got me started on that. 
uh, it's terrible. I I was always opposed to it. Um, For the medicinal, if someone has cancer, they have Parkinson's, MS, tremors, pain, and it helps someone eat and keep their food down, I'm all for that. This recreational marijuana is a disaster. Yeah, that was a real bummer. I was uh, sorry to see that. And again, I don't care if people smoke marijuana. It's just such an overpowering smell uh, that I hate to walk around, especially with my, you know, nine month old son and have us both be, you know, attacked with this wave of uh, of marijuana odor. But uh, I guess uh, I guess those are the times we're living in. Uh, Harry, one of the things that I look forward to every year in the fall is the terrific event that you uh, put on for your charity. You've had some great honorees in the past, including people that are uh, no stranger to our audience, people like Johnny Russo, people like Tony Orlando, people like Joe Piscopo, people like Bob Grant, Roger Stone, uh, Brian Kilmeade, Todd Starnes, the list goes on and on. Uh, What's happening this year? I'm excited to go. Tell us about uh, when your charity event is happening this year. Well, Frank, we can't wait to welcome you and Rachel. We are um, holding our 13th annual charity dinner on Friday, October 7th, as you know, at Resorts Casino Hotel in Atlantic City. They're an amazing host. Our featured guest of honor and keynote speaker is United States Congressman Jeff Andrew. And think about the timing. One month before Election Day, the most consequential election probably since the Civil War, certainly in everyone listening to Frank Morano's The Other Side of Midnight program, the number one program in New York, uh, certainly the most important election in our lifetime. It's going to be a great night. Well, yeah, it certainly will be. Now, I know this event uh, sells out pretty quickly. Are there still tickets available if people want to try and come? Yeah, uh, we, we always can, you know, put another table in. Uh, we're in good shape. We have um, about 225 people right now. Wow. We're, we're in the range of probably 250 where, where we'll be for October 7th. Great. So if people want to go uh, to that event uh, and they want to maybe buy a ticket, what, what's the best way for them to reach out to you in order to facilitate that? I would say uh, just if you just Google my name, my email screen name pops up and click on my picture and send me an email. Yeah. Now, uh, I know I've seen you at the uh, Talkers Conference and you always bring a check from your charity to the Broadcasters Foundation, which does a lot of great work helping the uh, helping broadcasters that have fallen upon tough times and their families. Where else uh, does the money that's raised for these charity events go? Who do you help? Well, we've helped hundreds of charities over the past 15 years. We've raised more than $1.1 million. We have very little uh, overhead. No one gets a salary. Uh, we drive every dollar that we can to the bottom line at the Harry Hurley charity. And, I mean, it, it would take me probably an hour to tell you every wow. uh, charity that we've donated to, hospitals. You mentioned the Broadcasters Foundation uh, of America. We started out seven years ago with a $1,000 grant. We have upped it by $1,000 each year, and we're going to continue to do that uh, going forward. This year we'll be bringing a check. Uh, for $7,000. So we help a lot of people, Frank. Well, that's terrific. I'm looking forward to being there. It's always a really special event and uh, one that I look forward to every year. Um, I did want to ask you about Governor Phil Murphy. Governor Phil Murphy is now 
term limited. Uh, he's appeared on your show several times, more so since the uh, COVID lockdowns. And even though I, I think you guys are sort of on opposite ends of the political spectrum, it seems like both of you have sort of a respect for one another. And he certainly has a respect for your, the substantial audience that you've built in South Jersey. He was on Fox News Sunday and they were asking him about running for uh, president. This is what Governor Murphy had to say when asked about that. Uh, I've said this publicly, and I said it to the president privately. He says he's running. Uh, I take him on his word. Assuming he does run, he'll have no bigger backer than yours truly. Uh, He did seem to leave himself a lot of wiggle room there, Harry, since he can't run for re-election. What does your gut tell you about whether or not Governor Phil Murphy is going to run for president? Well, let's start with um, President Biden. I don't think there's any chance that he's running again, because if you if you follow the uh, script, everything they say, the exact opposite is true. So they keep saying he's running. He might even announce early, might even announce before the midterms, which means you just all you have to do is default. They say the border is is uh, not open. It's closed. We know the opposite is true. Uh, Inflation reduction, it it raises inflation. Every single thing they say and do, the opposite is true. President Biden, good wishes, happy retirement, zero chance he's running for reelection, 100% chance that Governor Murphy is running for president. 100% chance. You're certain. Let's put it this way, because he is a man of his word and he's a good man. We do disagree. I mean, our philosophy of governance couldn't be more different, but we are friends. We're not fake friends. Uh, and it does show that you can still get along. It used to be the way, as you know, Frank, Sure. it used to be the way that it was. You could disagree with someone politically and still be friends and, and still have a rapport. That's all changed. And it, it's really broken our country. But I, I give President Biden almost zero chance that he can run. I mean, he cannot conjugate a verb. He doesn't know what day it is. He doesn't doesn't know what he's saying. He's not going to run. I don't I don't blame them for saying he is running because you don't want to completely destroy mm. your only term by lame ducking yourself right out of the box. He's not going to run. The only way Governor Murphy does not run for president is if President Biden does run for reelection because Governor Murphy is a good man and he'll keep his word. Well, it's going to be interesting. Now, um, another person you know quite well, not just from your media interactions, but from when you worked in the casino business, is uh, Donald Trump. You were his vice president long before Mike Pence was. Um, what, um, what's your take on what Trump does? He's running. I, I don't believe he'll be charged. If he is charged, he's running anyhow. You, you pass this prologue. You look at how long all that other stuff went on years and years. He'll, he'll be running for the nomination, and he'll be running for president in 2024 with these same type of Russian collusion lies and all of this. Uh, No matter what happens, he's running. And um, how about Chris Christie? Unlike a lot of the other potential candidates for president, Chris Christie, who I know you also have a, a relationship with, Christie does not prepare. He he doesn't appear to be deferring to Trump in terms of a prospective candidacy. Do you see Christie going forward with a candidacy? Hundred percent. And so, so we're going to see a, a, a Christie Trump primary versus Murphy and then whoever the Democrats put up. And, and, and Frank, by the way, not just uh, Trump Christie, Trump Christie, Trump Christie Pence, mm-hmm. possibly Trump Christie Pence 
uh, and the governor of Florida, Ron DeSantis. I mean, it's it's going to it's not going to be like 15 clown cars and the <laughs> Democrats on stage um, with 15 podiums. But there will be multiple challenges for the Republican nomination. And how do you handicap it? Do you think it's Trump's to lose at this point? That's the conventional wisdom. He, he can't lose. Can't lose. He can't lose. And the only way he's not the Republican nominee in 2024 uh, is if he doesn't run. Well, it's certainly going to be uh, interesting uh, to see New Jersey and so many of New Jersey's uh, statewide politicians, possibly even including Cory Booker, Cory Booker playing such a prominent role in the uh, in the 2024 presidential race. We, we're we using you to monitor that. Hey, last week, oh, Harry. By the way, Frank, Chris yeah, Christie should have run against Barack Obama in 2012. He should have run in that election, and he would have won. That was his high water mark. So do you think his time has passed at this point? It, 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 I don't want to say something like that because he's a good man. He's still a young man, and you know he has a lot to offer. But in, in presidential politics, Mario Cuomo could have been president. He didn't run. He didn't think he could beat uh, George W. Bush. If he had run, he would have won. Um, it, it's timing. It's circumstances. Bridgegate was a bunch of, of hooey. But it really did. The, the Democrats that I spoke to about that, they were shocked at how much uh, damage they caused Governor Christie with hmm. that. Uh, his his high water mark was 2012. He would have beaten Barack Obama. You know, it's you're so right about uh, the the importance of timing when it comes to these races. You know, a lot of people were critical of Barack Obama for choosing to run for president in 2008 before he'd even served a full term in the in the U.S. Senate. Now, had he waited, which would have been the conventional wisdom to at least wait, defer to Hillary Clinton, see what happens, who knows what would have happened? He probably never would have been president. Right. What would have happened? Right. Bill Clinton, no Democrat. Al Gore, even though he became Bill Clinton's running mate, Al Gore wouldn't run. Dick Gephardt wouldn't run. Mario Cuomo wouldn't run. Remember how hot Mario Cuomo was with that keynote address that he gave. Sure. Shining City on a Hill in San Francisco, uh, 84. Stirring orator. Uh, His sons are not a pimple on his father's ass. Um, (laughs) But uh, he was great. I've interviewed him. He was a great man and a Democrat, but a reasonable Democrat. And I like these crazy ones that we have today. Uh, it's Bill Clinton wasn't afraid to run. And look what happened. Yeah, gum, when, you, gumption. Look, when you become the nominee, Frank, for president, Walter Mondale, who served four years as vice president, said the highest office he ever held was the Democratic nominee for president of the United States. If you are one of those two major party nominees, anything can happen. Mm. You, you disqualify your opponent. You are the president. And that's what happened. Basically, Bill Clinton just caught a wave. Ross Perot helped. And this this guy becomes a, a two-term president of the United States. Yeah, no, it's certainly it's fascinating to watch. And if you look at uh, every election pretty much since 1800, it's issues of timing, it's issues of luck, it's issues of circumstance. And that all all comes into uh, all comes into play. Uh, By the way, we were talking last week about this court decision, which says that the casinos have been underpaying 
the state of New Jersey in terms of uh, its taxes? I know uh, there's going to be appeal an appeal on that. What's your take on how that whole thing went down and where it goes from here? The genesis of it is pure. It's the fairness issue, fairness, that that your property, my property gets valued one way, but casinos got a special deal. I'm concerned because what the casinos would owe if they were assessed differently, if they were assessed exactly like a typical property owner, it would be devastating. And there would be some that wouldn't be able to write the check. Uh, so I understand why the group Liberty and Prosperity, and they, they got to give it to them because it's a tiny group, but they're mighty and they're, they're ferocious. And they, they stayed on this. And I think they were even shocked that they won. Uh, I think it will get overturned on appeal. Mm, Judges never like to get reversed. Mm -hmm. I think it will get overturned. But there's a great case to be made, whether you go equal protection clause, you can't treat one person differently than another. On the merits, the casinos should lose. But this is New Jersey, after all. (laughs) All things are possible. And I think they'll get a friendly judge and it will be overturned, and they'll come up with some convoluted reason for doing it. For those who don't know on Frank's show, four casinos were closing. We didn't have a recession. We didn't have a great recession. We had a depression. Four casinos, tens of thousands of jobs hemorrhaged. Atlanta County, New Jersey, was highest unemployment rate, highest home foreclosure rate in America. The casinos needed tax stability. Pilot, which is payment in lieu of taxes, was born. And it said, we're going to give casinos a number of years going forward where you'll be able to plan your business uh, plans, knowing that your taxes are this amount. And I approved of it then. I still approve of it now. They're the largest producer in terms of revenue to the state. Uh, It would be very injurious if this actually goes down. And for those reasons, I hope they win. Mm. Uh, it's certainly going to be interesting to watch. Hey, uh, Harry, speaking of uh, of Atlantic City, you know, Kelsey Grammer, one of my uh, favorite celebrities who we've had on the show a bunch of times, including promoting his appearances in uh, in Atlantic City. I know he's coming back there this weekend. I'm assuming you've had Kelsey Grammer on his sh- uh, on your show at some point promoting this uh, Faith American Ale that he's been selling and that he's been serving down there on the Atlantic City boardwalk. Have you? The shocking revelation on the Frank Morano uh, other side of midnight. He knows me. I know him. But you ever have one of those things where it hasn't happened yet? Yeah. It is going to happen. He loves Atlantic City. I think you know, and if you don't know, I wrote an article last night about Kelsey coming back this Friday. Uh, He's been here probably six times at least since last October. And he did make a declaration back in May. He said, I love Atlantic City. And he's been hugely, unconditionally supportive of Atlantic City. He is a great man. He's a good man. I'll tell you, I always said that the nicest celebrity I ever met was John Travolta. That was until I met uh, Kelsey Grammer. He was just a real treat to spend time with. And if people want to see him, he's going to be in Atlantic City Friday and Saturday. I know he's going to be at Bally's on Saturday. Where's he going to be on Friday? Do you know? I do know. Uh, 10 o'clock, and it's 10 o'clock until there's no end time. And he'll be debuting, as you know, 
uh, the launch of his Faith American Ale, which has really been doing very, very well uh, everywhere that he's presented it. And by the way, this is perfectly in keeping with Kelsey Grammer. He is he is so well to do for many, many lifetimes. He started that company to create jobs mm. in Pennsylvania. Uh, where they needed it so desperately. That's why he started the, the company. He's such a good man. Oh, he will be at absolutely. the Ducktown Tavern uh, Friday, 10 p.m. All right. Uh, Kelsey Grammer, see him Friday, Ducktown Tavern, see him Saturday at Bally's. Harry, finally, uh, nobody knows Atlantic City better than you. You've been working there and living there for literally decades, been on the radio there for decades. There's a lot of great uh, films that have taken place in Atlantic City. You have, of course, Atlantic City with Susan Sarandon and Burt Lancaster. You have Snake Eyes with Nicolas Cage, a number of others. If you had to pick, if somebody's an Atlantic City fan, whether they visit routinely, whether they live there or whether they've never been. What's the best motion picture depicting Atlantic City? And by the way, so many movies have been made in part in Atlantic City. Uh, for example, the newest Halle Berry movie when she's the uh, ultimate fighter. Oh, yeah. Um, A great film. Know. We had the producer, yeah. Brad Feinstein, on this show. Yeah. So that was in Atlantic City. Um, it's just easy to default because it's so iconic. It's so well done. I love the storyline. I love the plot. You even see things like Lucy the Elephant. Uh, you see Resorts Casino Hotel, the first casino in the history of New Jersey. Uh, I'm going to go with Atlantic City, Burt Lancaster, Susan Sarandon. Well, you can't go wrong with that one. Uh, that is certainly a classic. Harry, it's always a treat to, to talk with you. I look forward to seeing you at your event in October. Thanks for always being willing to get up a little earlier for us. All the best, Frank. Thank you, Harry Hurley. If you want to comment on any portion of our conversation, you're welcome to give me a call. 800-848-9222. You can frequently hear Harry as a substitute for Brian Kilmeade. Brian Kilmeade will join us next hour uh, to go through some of the news of the day. This is The Other Side of Midnight. Straight ahead. The Other Side of Midnight. Midnight. 